I'm cool. I'm gonna take a fat rip. Okay, do it. Do it while recording. I'm gonna put that in there. Do it while introducing yourself. I'm Matt. <laughs> Gold. That's my best like bong sound. It wasn't very good. It's hard to imitate a bong. It is hard to imitate a bong. That doesn't even do it. Yeah. You have to go like. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know if that would do it. That was closest of the ones we've done so far. Are you going to put that bong rip into the mic or not? Oh, I was just hitting the end. It doesn't really make any noise. Damn it. Episode 115 of the Pat Labor Labor Day podcast. I'm your host, Sud Pat Labor Sampath. This is where we just talk about the seminal 1989 anime Pat Labor. Uh, Brian, who's with us. Brian, what's your favorite memory of Pat Labor? Uh, I think it was all those times when people couldn't tell whether Pat Labor was a man or a woman in a sketch that has really aged super gracefully. And we have Matt. And what's your favorite uh, memory of Pat Labor? Uh, just right now when I uh, Googled it uh, to, to see what it was. Um, well, it's a show about mechs and they are, I think, police mechs. I honestly haven't yeah. seen it since like... Yeah, it looks like the mobile police. It's really yeah. Old. God, like it is... It, I know it's a virus, but it's also ruining like crime-fighting robots. Wow, prescient. They look cool. I mean, I don't really know why they have like a pistol, but um, I don't know. I like Pat Labor. I like Gundam more, but Pat Labor is cool. I guess they're cops, so they need pistols. Uh, I really like how the protagonist could be a woman. So you're not wrong. That was With my favorite memory. Yeah. Well, where to go? Uh, what other favorite memories of your past week have you have you had, Brian? Uh, well, I played some more GTA 4, and I won't spend too long on this, but I feel like I remember the story of this game being a lot more interconnected. And this is <laughs> like, it actually is. Yeah, it's really just like a villain of the week type game. Um, like Grand Theft Auto, like Vice City, San Andreas, and even 5, like really have like a through line. And, like, there were some times when, in Grand Theft Auto 4, they bring up, like, oh, this is the person I'm looking for. And it's like, oh, right. Like, I've been playing this pretty consistently over the last two weeks. And I couldn't remember that character's name because it comes and goes. Um, I will also say 
the diamond story that connects the DLC with the main game not as very important as I remember it being. Uh, so interesting what time does to the mind. Uh, and the bank heist mission, still pretty fun. Wait, that's the really- bank heist? That's the one where he, he like yells up in the sky and he's like, bring it down! And he's yeah, the- and, and then literally your teammates are just like, no, you idiot, let's get yeah, to Subway. To yeah. It's like, that's, that's an armored helicopter that you're trying to shoot down, man who says he wants a more peaceful life. That's the one that I remember the most being like, I can't take this game at all seriously. Because it's the most serious of probably all of them up to that point, right? Like, that's the one where they try to tell, like, a serious, like, immigrant tale story. And it was just fucking ridiculous. Like, uh, I have to say, like, I find Michael and Franklin significantly more appealing than Nico. Uh, But that's just me. Yeah, and, like, Nico is... The best parts of Nico is when he's just like being dragged back and not trying to be this better person. But I, I don't know. I, like I said last week, I do think that's kind of intentional. And like what they're going for is people never change. Well, Which is a darker version of Grand Theft Auto than I remembered. But uh, I don't know. I'm still enjoying it. I don't know if I'll play through the DLCs again. But at this point, I'm, I've unlocked all did? three islands. So you, 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 you beat... Uh... No, I'm almost there. I've unlocked uh, all three islands, and I'm all, I think I have like ten more missions. So, but these are kind of the more challenging ones, and I've committed this time to not playing it with cheats. So, okay. like actually avoiding, like po- getting rid of wanted levels is rather challenging. Because um, boy, do those cops show up everywhere. Um, in Grand Theft Auto Five, you know, you can just like hide or switch cars, uh-huh. and you know, it rewards you for being clever. Grand Theft Auto 4, there is a circle. You have to get out of the circle. And the circle gets bigger and bigger, depending on how many wanted stars you have. And if any police officers see you, uh, you're seen, you know, the circle become, you know, the circle moves wherever you are is the new center of it. And it would be fine if it weren't so many, you know, like it's supposed to be New York, so many fucking foot cops that you can never possibly prepare for. Like I can look at the map and see like, Oh, police cars are coming this way. I'll like dodge and weave them. But Oh boy, is it frustrating if it's just like, I think I'm getting away. I'm almost to the end of the circle and a foot cop saw me. I'm fucked. But damn. Yeah. The other, the other thing I was going to bring up um, that I watched this week that I was surprised by how much I enjoyed our old friends, uh, the creators of Game of Thrones have a new show on Netflix. That no is fucking very... way, really? Yeah. What's it's the called, called The Chair. The Chair? Like yeah. a judicial chair? It is about Sandra O oh as the head of an English department. It is oh. wildly different than Emily's Game of Thrones. Emily's been watching this. She says that she likes it a lot. I'm sorry, go ahead. I no, I, I also like it a lot. I will say I am not all the way through it. It's only six episodes long. I'm four episodes in. Um, and it's like this... Sandra O oh is the head of English department and she's balancing like all of these like fossilized tenured professors who are very much stuck in their ways. She, there's a dean who's just like all enrollments are down and you know we can't keep paying for these old professors who don't attract new students or don't do any interesting scholarships. So you need to force them into retirement. She's trying to help a young uh, professor of color to get tenure for herself and there's an, like one of the star professors of the English department in the very first episode in talking about uh, contrasting absurdism with fascism makes a Hitler salute 
as a part of a point and it sets off this like cancel culture protest type thing where like all the students are like you made a hitler joke no nazis on campus um and so you it's think a this lot is like a veiled critique of the people who hated the game of thrones ending <laughs> that's honestly what i think is just like oh i can't be perfect like they are the executive producers of it so i wonder like as far as i know this is the first thing that's come out since game of thrones that what they've done it's like that had to have been on their minds as they were doing it i mean they're ex- listed as executive producers so all there's it could no be any amount yeah yeah it could it could just be like their names are somewhat attached to it just to get the green light uh but i don't know it's very good and there's a surprising plot point involving david duchovny uh an extended riff on david duchovny but it's it's very good. I'm really enjoying it so far. A it's lot like of a dramedy. I don't really know. What to say, it's yeah. It's more funny than drama. Um, okay. But like yeah, it's it is just kind of interesting about like you know what does it mean to be get a position of power and to try and help people versus like protecting yourself and try, just trying to keep your head above water. You know how much do you rock the boat? How much do you stick your neck out for people? And also you know like what do you do? with students who are no longer interested like should you be adjusting to your customers in a college campus should you be just like fuck you this is how we've always done it we're going to do it this way um yeah so it's uh it's very it's surprising like charmy suggested it i think emily had told charmy about it and i was like okay yeah i'll give you know i'll give anything i'll watch the pilot of anything Mm -hmm. and uh it was it's very good and i would recommend it um yeah I also tried out White Wait, Lotus. How like oh. uh, does she fuck uh, Paul Giamatti? This one too. If only. Wow. Uh, may, I mean, that maybe that's a, in the. That that was a deep sideways cut. Yeah. Uh, that was us. But that took the it quite sideways there. Yeah. <laughs> in more ways than one. You know, there's two episodes left, so maybe she'll fuck David Duchovny while wearing a Paul Giamatti mask. Oh man. Um. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's a good show. Would recommend it. Show I would not recommend uh, this HBO show that I've been hearing really good things about. So I was disappointed it wasn't very good. Called White Lotus. Oh, uh, yeah. what? I've heard about this. What what's the show about? It so the show uh, about like nothing pretty much. Yeah. So you the show. Too, no, I just I've seen trailers for it. And it doesn't. It looks like one of those shows that would intrigue a lot of people, but. Like, it just doesn't look like it really goes anywhere and does anything. Yeah, so it's about this resort. I assume it's supposed to be in, like, Hawaii. The resort is called White Lotus. And it's about the people who are there and the staff that are there. And it's, like, a whole bunch of different, you know, people, all, you know, whose storylines occasionally intersect, occasionally not. In the pilot, you get a great full frontal of Steve Zahn's dick and balls. Yeah. Uh, so that's you know that's pretty exciting. You know it's an HBO show, but it yeah, feels HBO like HBO always brings the dicks out. Dude. You gotta have the dicks. You know, equal opportunist nudity. They're like the only um, people who are brave enough to really show. But they're they fighting the good rent, fight, which is unfortunate. Yeah, always floppy. Yeah, yeah. It's always flaccid. Although Steve Zahn, I think, is holding it up, so it's mm. almost as if it's erect. But like, yeah, it's not really because he's asking his wife uh, to be examine him for testicular cancer because um, he thinks he has cancer yeah, uh, but it, it gets, always has to be a goof it starts out with like you you learn somebody died right and then okay. 
it cuts back to like one week earlier, everybody arrives on this island and it feels like they're trying to do a critique of, I don't know, capitalism or maybe consumption over like overconsumption or conspicuous consumption, I guess. Um, I'm sorry. You have gone this whole, you didn't like, I have the Wikipedia up. Like, so does the fact that this is like a resort? Uh, it's, Oh, it's not a drug resort. That's what I thought it was when I'm reading the Wikipedia. Like, no, it's like a okay. fancy rich people resort. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Just um, when, when I just like looked at it, it, it made it seem like it's like a drug rehab thing and it's not. No, okay. no. It's like a vacation thing. Got it. Um, right, sorry. Like Go tropical ahead. paradise resort thing. Uh-huh. And it feels like they're trying to like critique like conspicuous consumption or I get maybe capitalism or something, but they just like have nothing to say. Like I went, made it three episodes in and it was just like, there's no point to this. There's no, like there's some funny moments, but like you've told me there's a murder in the beginning and it's gone nowhere. And so I, it's gotten the, all these rave reviews. So I just, I was like, I'll give it a couple episodes, but like, it's, it's strange because usually like the HBO shows, even if I don't like them, they're interesting and like I can stick with them to, oh, yeah. you know, just because I'm cu- cu- really curious about it. And there's some that are incredible for sure. But like this one is so weird because like, I guess maybe I was going in expecting another Big Little Lies and mm. it's just not that. Yeah, right. And it's like, I don't really understand what they're going for. And I was just bored. Which is kind so of bummer. It looks like they're going for like... Like, from what I gathered from the trailers, it did look like it was going for some weird comedy route. It's like, like, I think it's trying to be social satire, but like, for satire, you need to have a point. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm not sure they have a point. Yeah. But you're not answering the critical question here. Does Rachel Daddario or Alexandra Daddario show her breasts? Oh, yeah. Uh, There are some Alexandra Daddario breast shots. Uh, In the pilot, there's one of her with in a very skimpy bikini, uh, uh-huh. showing up some mean high, uh, college sophomores. There's what? also one where she wakes up topless with her uh, be- or her newlywed husband, who's kind of a dick. Um, yeah, it's it's a weird show. I don't know, like... Well, it seems like it's 10 out of 10. You get to see more Alexandria Daddario. All you I do. I, but I f- is for uh, True Detective. I feel like uh, you should just go to YouTube and look up the Alexandria Daddario white lotus supercut and you would get a better viewing experience than actually watching super uh white Lotus. and it's like not anybody's fault it's well acted it's just like no it is someone's fault it's the script writers yeah like exactly it's uh, like the actors are doing fine with what they got it's just like there's no real point and i'm sure like there's some crazy twist uh that brings it all together but like it's just these are all awful people who aren't even doing anything interesting you know, uh-huh. it's like, I'm happy to watch a show that, like, all the characters you're supposed to dislike, but I at least want to be interested with where it's going. And I just, like, couldn't... I, I wasn't. So. Well, Glad I don't I really know you. any of these actors at all, besides Alexandria Daddario, so I assume it's all poorly acted, even though you say otherwise. Uh, I mean, you know Connie Britton and Steve Zahn. I know Steve Zahn. I know Connie Britton. That's true. Yeah, and there there are some others who you've like seen in other things, like there are a lot of that guys. Yeah, like okay. oh, there's a guy. Okay, uh-huh. um, Stifler's mom is in it. Of course, okay. she's still yeah. alive. She is Jennifer Coolidge. Jennifer um, Coolidge. Wow, she looks terrible. 
What happened? All right, um, I, that was mean. Surgery and things. Yeah, no, she looks like she's been slowly inflated by some sort of plasticine. Um, but so yeah, I mean, you know, you get you you hear all the hype for a show and like, oh great, here's a well, new show I can get into. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking search this Not up. that I don't into it. it. This is good. Do you know what the Rotten Tomato score is? What do you think? I, it is? It's probably like a. High it's probably certified fresh. Think, yeah. Okay, certified fresh doesn't mean a whole lot. Audience score, seventy-seven percent. Yeah. Okay. Critic rating, eighty-seven percent. That seems high. Well then. So wait, so you watched like half of it, or just? Yeah, I watched three episodes, and I think there are ten episodes, and I was just like, "Yeah, I'm out. I don't care at all." Oh, what did Charmy think? Uh, Charmy's into it and wanted to keep watching it, and I just uh, more power to tell you how it ends. Says yeah. there's seven episodes. You're so close. Ah, could just, well, so could I just almost finish. made it halfway through, but I yeah. just still was just like. Yeah, I still don't. It it seems like this is supposed to be a comedy. But it also, everything you told me is not funny at all. Um, so, there you go. I'm also just, like, not interested in a mostly white cast being upset. So, And it's like, I like okay, if you're going to be, to do a critique, you can't save it for the end. <laughs> like, it's just, okay, these people are awful. But, like, are they awful? Be, like, what, what's the point you're making? They're, they're treating support staff miserably. That's not, you know, solely of the province of rich people. <laughs> you know, it's like, and even the support staff seem kind of miserable. Well, it's maybe just they every... should watch Pat Labor. They'd feel better. Maybe. But uh, those are the big things I did this week. Okay. Uh, so... Matt, what uh, what Pat Labor related activities did you do this week? Or activities you did not Pat Labor related, but made you think in the back of your subconscious Maybe Pat Labor would have something to say about this. I don't know. That's a lot of um, a lot of saying Pat Labor. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I'm um, here for. That's what I bring to the podcast. Pat Labor talk. But I will say that before the podcast, I did some good old cramming. <laughs> where, um, earlier today, I downloaded a free game called Quake Champions. Just, you know, looking for some casual thing I could turn on and off and pop in and fucking have some fun with, you know, try to check it out. So and did I, someone put their real gun up there at your ass and then you died? Well, no, I mean, I only played, like, one match probably against bots because it's, like, the first game that it drops oh. you into. But, like, it's an immediate, like, just uh, nostalgia kickback, you know. The music, the way the game controls, like, I guess I... I remember kind of uh, being critical of Splitgate because of how it controlled, but like, I don't know. I guess I expected Quake to control. I guess like a Quake game, <laughs> which is fine. It's old. It could be like that. Uh, I- I'm gonna play it some more. I'm gonna check it, it is, out. I also was playing it right before the podcast. It is delightful about like 
you know, in old Quake style, like, can you hear some shoot some shots? Sure. And like, you know, announcer telling you you frag somebody or like, you know, your low health, whatever, or you got picked up a new gun. But boy, do you hear the metal over everything. <laughs> it was kind of like it took me back because like games don't really do that anymore, which is classic Quake. Like we're going to oh, yeah. blast this in your ears. Um, it's it's kind of I kind of like they're just like, yeah. Fuck any sound fidelity or well, any balancing. Like, I mean, it's like, I mean, Quake is essentially just kind of like a Doom deathmatch because it does feel like you're playing like a Doom game, but just against other people instead of against the Doom mobs, you know? Yeah. Because it's fast paced and you're jumping all over the place and you're getting, you know, crazy guns and blowing people up. And there's the whole, you know, aesthetic is pretty similar. The only gun I remember from that game is the uh, rail gun. So is this like original Quake where like the gun is right in the middle of the screen or what? Uh, No, it's a little more modern. Okay. Because that's what it was like in the olden days, right? right? Like you'd have the gun like right in your chest and you're just firing straight. Right. Uh, Yeah, I just, I can't wait to see how uh, the game pans out after playing you know, the first of games when I actually get thrown in with real people and see how fucking who knows, maybe it's just owned by people who are really good. Maybe. Probably. Or it's just, maybe it's just people casual, you know? Maybe it's just you and some bots. Yeah. You and some bats. Just you botting away. Bots. Yeah. Um, That's pretty much like, besides, you know, play a lot, you know, pretty uh, addicted to Valheim. Um, oh, talk about your Valheim adventures. How's that going? Well, you know, we've beaten the, the boss. The final boss. So, the right now, the boss. only thing you know left to do is uh, either Sims. explore the map or, yeah, Sims it up. And I've been sprucing up the island, you know, and mm-hmm. adding some aesthetic things to it. I... Um, Have you guys pretty much explored everything or not? Oh no, I mean the map is fucking huge. Like it would probably take hours and hours to explore the whole map. That's crazy so, to me that you guys have seen all the biomes, but you still haven't been able to... I don't know if they have. Have you seen all the biomes? Um, kind of. But you haven't really explored them all. No. I don't know. I, like, it's because there's a boss per biome or something? Is that how it works? Kind of, yeah. It's like, there's a each biome has a boss. Yeah, you can say that. But, so, like, there's some bosses that have not been released yet. So. Yeah, like, there's there's two unfinished, or... There's, like, three unfinished biomes, I think. So, mm. we'll see how, how that progression turns out. Pretty excited for it. But, yeah, I've just been doing a lot of that sprucing up the place, making it look nicer, you know, being like, oh, we can make this, you know. This, Wait, yeah, so, like, what's, is the is the main Citadel still Hamtown? Well, it's kind of moved. Like, Hamtown is, like, the original settlement. And now we're... Now at, there's well, a Hamgrimar? What, what yeah, are they up there? All the ham it, puns. Yeah, there's... Well, you have Hamtown, Ham Hill... Uh, Rivetham, Hammermar, and uh, yeah. so are we on Hammermar right now? Yeah, which is like play on Orgrimmar. 
So I know, I like get that, our, but like that's the most. Uh, yeah, it's like our central right spot right now. It's like a enclosed island, and you know, it's kind of in the. It's a good spot on the map. Cool. Yeah, it's good stuff, man. It's a good uh, game to just play and you know let your mind go. Go soft. Go no, smooth. I mean you know get a little creative, you know. Get the smooth brain rolling. Well, yeah. Well, I feel like most of my days are smooth brain at work, so. Yeah, well, that's just how it goes, man. Get to actually do some fun, creative stuff in Valheim, you know. Well, that's fair. Um, but yeah, you didn't watch what we do in the shadows. I did watch the two episodes. Yes, you should talk about how great those two episodes are. Oh, I haven't seen them yet. Are they good? Oh yeah. The show is always good. I mean, you can't ever not be good. I feel like um, they need to dial down the Colin Robinson a little bit. Um, <laughs> you don't like him and the stinky pickles. I I like Colin Robinson a lot, but I feel like they just like they just keep being like well, he's a hit, like fucking make him more of a freak. Yeah, just keep <laughs> add like keep fucking dialing it up. And it was like it was a pretty good level last season. And I, yeah, I feel like. Maybe it might, you know, maybe it was just the first couple episodes. He had a lot to go with. So who knows? I, uh, so this is like a slight spoiler, but like when he meets the other energy vampire in the second episode, and they're just talking about weed strains, <laughs> and it's like draining his energy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, that oh, that's good. good. That's a that's, good bit. That's good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that show, like, season three is already firing on all seasons cylinders like i love the first episodes they're great they do a lot with guillermo uh being right. a uh spoiler for the fucking last season but like him being like a, a historical lineage of vamp- vampire killer killers is good um and they i don't know it's just great and then like so the person who plays uh nandor um does some awesome acting I right think, in the second episode i was which is just a delight it's blown so good away. Yeah, like everything also, he does the, um, is amazing. I just can't wait for. Um, I know like certain characters are probably going to return from last season that I really like. Like one of my favorite episodes is the um, Jackie Daytona episode. Oh yeah, <laughs> and and to have uh, that other Mark vampire, yeah, Mark Hamill come back with, is always great to see him and doing other things than Luke Skywalker. For sure. Uh, yeah, like I forgot about great. the Jackie Daytona regular human bartender. It's <laughs> <laughs> such a great episode. I just love the whole thing. So many good moments in that show. Yeah. So. so what do we do now? Well, I was gonna say I've I've continued to listen to my uh, Lord of the Rings adventures. Oh my um, god, where are we? Did you finish it yet? Well, I finished... Um, I think I talked about it last week. I finished Fellowship of the Ring, right? Yep. Um, you, yeah. were, you were in Two Towers. I'm and in like, Two Towers. The, the ants fucking talk. I'm boring the shit Oh, right. Well, now... Um, I'm way past all that shit. I was, like, very surprised of how, like, little uh, time is spent with Helm's Deep. Um, hmm. it's very much like a 
fucking orcs are coming. Let's get to Helm's Deep. We're at Helm's Deep. All the orcs are here. Let's fucking kill them. We killed them. Let's fucking get out of here. There's Gandalf. <laughs> we did it. You know, like, it was very, like, I felt I don't like, remember if he does a lot of battle stuff. No, he just kind of, And I feel like, like he doesn't. It's just yeah. like it happens. Like, yeah. that's what happened in, um... The end of the Hobbit too, right? right? Where there's like there is a huge battle, but there's it's like a, the maybe battle of the fire pages. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he blows through it very quickly. Um, yeah, and then like they show up at uh, Isengard, and it's like already done, you know. <laughs> and it, it, it's it was really weird to me how they treat Saruman after they didn't show him being thrown off the top. Well, no, they haven't gotten to that yet. Like his death okay. is, I guess, in the next book. But like how they just like, I mean, he doesn't die in the. They go back to the Shire and he took over. At the right, Shire, no, but right? like he does that, and yeah, later on. But like in this, he's just he's just like in the t- in the tower, and they're like, yeah, we're just gonna leave him there. Like what? Like he's just he. We're gonna try to get him to come back to the our side. The good like, side, yeah. Yeah, they do some like a weird shit with Saruman that I just don't understand. That's your American sensibilities, there, my guy. <laughs> Like, you're just like, why aren't we just bombing the shit out of him? And it's like, I don't think that's how they, they thought. Yeah. We have well, to nation build an Isengard. Well, yeah. yeah. And they're also like, well, we need all the wizards we can get to beat, you know, Sauron. And to smoke um, weed together. There's a lot of that. Um, then there's it's just like, like in- cuts, hard cuts back to Sam and Frodo. <laughs> like, yeah. And I'm like, wait. Is this going to be the rest of the fucking book? It's just the like um, yes. Sam and Frodo and Gollum. And then, yeah, so that's what I'm dealing with now is just uh, them uh, fucking walking around. So, let's, you know, I still like it. It's good. I'll get to the end eventually. This one's a little uh, more draggy on, I feel like. Than the fellowship, but uh, maybe, um, that's just, maybe that's just because I keep thinking back to like how the movie is. Uh, I mean, like it's one way to say like you know you look and the movie is is cut much better than this this narrative you know to where it kind of splits everything up a little bit more and goes back and forth and Helm's Deep is like a huge fucking deal of the movie takes up a lot of screen time it's a big battle fucking epic so i mean yeah i try to remember like if it's just like the two towers is more set up for like return of the king in the books than it is in the movies because like they have to convince like these kingdoms right like a lot of it's negotiation when they go to rohan Mm -hmm. and they're like talking to uh, Faramir and then talking to De- they meet Denethor right in the second book or is that not the case is that only the third one um, I mean I, I'm not there I, uh, I'm not I'm, sure I'm yet. Th- anyway I, I think it's in the second book where they meet Denethor like it's a lot of horse trading and like talking about like why you shouldn't fucking hold on to these ancient grievances and come together to fight against a thinly veiled version of Hitler um, and like Arabs, unfortunately, <laughs> which is much more explicit in the books. But uh, you know, we'll we'll gloss over that. Oh, like the the human tribes who join up with Sauron. Yeah, yeah. No, it, 
I, I like how Peter Jackson was so like, we can't not hide the fact that these are just Arabs, but they're just Arabs. Right. Um, it's everyone another who's thing not that white. I've kind of <laughs> noticed is like the orcs are way more competent in the movies and the books. They just yes. seem like they're there and they die. They, like, uh, like they just run to their deaths. Like my understanding is that like the orcs they're just like things that are brain dead. Yeah, yeah, they're just like zombies, pretty much. Yeah, um, like they they have some like basic functions and right. While they do they can talk go and, forward with a thing in their hand and sometimes swing it. Yeah, uh, because I mean, like in the books, the hobbits like take out tons of like the hobbits like are able to fuck fuck up the orcs on their the own. hobbits are like fucking Lubu. That's yeah. what they're like. <laughs> It is madness. Um, but no, I mean, the, the scene after uh, Shiloh in, in in book three, I still think like, they still have the personality, you know? And I th- no, Shiloh's well, yeah, no, in, the, in the second book, have, I thought. Yeah, no, is that the end of the second have, book? That have names, and they're obviously more... Like, they're they're smart. The, they're the commanders right, yeah. and stuff. Right. But like, for the most part, I feel like, because like they talk they're about... They're dumb as shit. Yeah. No, I agree. But no, in the movies, right. they're like strategizing, and there's like a command. They're like there's a command structure. Yeah, they, yeah. Feel they have like also tactics. like like a big fucking threat. But in the books, mm-hmm. they just talk about them like they're like, well, oh, they're there's fucking orcs, and they killed them. Did they have in the Helm's Deep battle? I assume they didn't, but I can't remember. Did they have the part about blowing up the wall? I think so, yeah, but... No, um, they do. Yeah. But again, okay. it's like a paragraph. Yeah. Yeah. But clearly, that takes some planning. Yeah. But... Um, so, yeah, I mean... I'm, I'm, I'm gonna keep listening to the books, and, um, and then I think after I'm done with the trilogy, I'm gonna do, go back and do The Hobbit, and I might even do, like, because they have audiobooks for every fucking... They have the Similarian on audiobook. I feel like that would be pretty, like... <laughs> as I remember it, I could not get through it. But it, it's not like a... It's just like snippets of like random thoughts, right? right? Like there's no story. So that would just be like the most... Similar to this. The most disjointed podcast possible. Yeah, but I also feel like... Because I started like looking at like... Uh, Lord of the Rings, like, Lorecraft videos on, like, YouTube and stuff. And I was mm-hmm. like, why shouldn't... Like, I could just probably listen to the Similarian because these people are probably just paraphrasing shit from that. And uh, Yeah, because that's really... You know, you have the the trilogy, The Hobbit yeah. and The Similarian. Similarian? There's Similarian? a couple How other books. Oh, I like, was going to say, yeah. Isn't that, like, like, all the source of lore? So you might as well read that if you're still interested. Yeah, just go read The Similarian. Oh, there's tons of sources of lore. Um, so, you know, we got some uh, messages here. We're gonna, you know, keep it rolling. Um, I did, like, in sort of desperation to keep with the content, I, um, started watching The Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey. Boo! Um, And I gotta say, at least that first movie, uh, isn't as bad as as um you as they say it. or i remember <laughs> no yeah, I, I totally I, agree I with this i feel take. like it's going to go like 
I feel like it's probably going to, I won't be able to say that for the rest of the movies, but at least that first one, you know. So I will um, die on this hill. The Hobbit trilogy is a blatant money grab, but it's not that bad. It's just, it's following up one of the greatest trilogies yeah. of fantasy that's ever come out. So like, of course it was going to be bad. And like right. by comparison, but like in a vacuum, it's there not are some like the, the entirety of like all the orcs being CGI is really jarring considering that right. like so many practical. I just think like, the movie looks bad. Like, some of I it, some of it boring. does look bad. Yeah. Like even the, like, but the, they even do CGI fine. over the, the dwarves. Like right. Richard Armitage looks terrible. And I did time. have to do some weird Googling. So I did Google some things. I Googled, why does Legolas look so different? Because <laughs> Orlando Bloom has aged. Well, no, not only is he has he aged twenty years, but um, in the filming of the original trilogy, he often forgot to put his contacts in, and nobody yeah. fucking noticed. So, like in, oh. in the Hobbit, <laughs> so janky. when he shows up with the blue contacts, everyone's like, "What the fuck?" But it's literally just because he yeah, was he's like, actually following script this time. <laughs> he was like a twenty-year-old, like doing a fairly like low-key at the time, like venture. You know, like it was New Line Cinema independent project. Like no one, no- like I said, no one noticed. Like not even fucking the director. Incredible. Yeah. So it's like that's funny, and then I had. Although, to look imagine up. being the continuity guy on fucking Lord of the Rings. There's so <laughs> many things to keep track of. I can't blame mm-hmm. them for missing that. Right. And then I had to look up uh, why do some of the dwarfs like look uh, fucking ugly? No, I said not look like look normal, like look hot, no. like a tra- like um, not a. The tra- one dwarf wants to fuck the elf princess, and it's because well, those specific dwarfs are. Uh, Half breeds with humans and in continuity, oh. so they actually do look more human like, and it, it makes sense. I was, I was like, Well, the, it's like, I was like, it's really convenient that the main dwarf looks, uh, you know, like a strapping young king, but it's actually because he's like a half, you know, he's, he's... wait, Richard Armitage is supposed to be a half breed, the dwarf, yeah, Thorn. Like main king dwarf, well, not, the... not, not, not directly, but like in his, I think. Yeah, I looked it up. It's in there. Okay. Yeah, so... I, I'll take your word for it. I, I, I think those movies are objectively bad. Like, I do like the first one more than the other two. But um, even the second one, I kind of liked. Like, but yeah, the, the third, third one, one is bad. Is I will terrible. totally give you that. Yeah. The third one is very bad, but the I think people remember the first like two being worse than they are. CGI That's my only point. madness. You know? Yeah, um... Benedict Cumberbatch as uh, Smog is great. Um, yeah, he's actually trying, which is more yeah. than you could say for most mainstream actors. And the CGI actors, on Smog work. was good, whereas like the CGI on like some of the other things is not good. It's like, you know, and it's well, uh, it's great. You know, you get you get Gandalf back as E. McKellen, and you know, I, I feel like they did Radagast kind of weird, but whatever. I hate Radagast. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. He is incredibly frustrating. Um, He's yeah, also a huge pothead. So I'm just I'm big into the Lord of the Rings stuff right now. It's like I don't know. I feel are like you gonna play the PS2 games now. I I do kind of want those games play, are great. Um, yeah, are, 
are, are they available in any form besides like emulator fucking emulating it yeah, like you could emulate it you could probably emulate it perfectly now um i just emulate don't know it mods and make it look like the movie i just don't really know where i would get that stuff right now like um like where i would download it safely and all that bullshit and rougemont won't tell you yeah but i will let if I know. if I ever you know happen across it, I would play it. Okay. So like, well. I do uh, quite like. And you know, I, I watch the the. Uh, I might even watch the animated, the old old school animated one after. Oh my god, the Robert Bakshi version! Yeah, dude. Like, I might it's, even. You need to be on mushrooms. No, I was gonna that. say that I might even like venture off into the the Shire and find some some <laughs> some hobbit mush- weed, some hobbit mushrooms, and some cyclamen mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> like I feel like I'd have to just because it's like that weird old animation, you know? It's terrible, like that, and you know, you know what's really frustrating is that fucking um the the. They did the Black Cauldron yeah. in the same style, right. and like that is a series of books that absolutely deserves to be, uh, you know, a a a great series like fight fantasy series, and like right. that. Well, maybe somebody's had, like sitting on the rights, you know, and they'll just bust it out one day. I I guess so, but like I think every, all, every, all everyone thinks about those books is just that fucking terrible <laughs> animated movie. And it's uh, it's it's a little devastating. Uh, speaking of fantasy, Brian, you're the biggest Wheel of Time fan I know. Are oh, I totally forgot about trailer? that. I did super watch into trailer. this trailer. I'm super hyped for it. It's going to be so long and so bad, and they better <laughs> fixate unnecessarily on. So, like how George R. R. Martin describes food is how Robert Jordan described inconsequential hills that they passed on the many times that the book is just about fucking walking places. Like oh, that's literally very much Lord of the Rings as well. I mean, yeah, I, maybe that was just the style back then because everybody's ripping off Tolkien. To be fair, um, but oh man, I'm I saw that trailer. I'm very excited about it, and also like I don't that season. If they're gonna do the an entire book in a season, like you know, with with Game of Thrones, you can skip a bunch of stuff. You still hit the highlights. You know, like I mean, they, they could cut do... out like half of the cast from the book. Right, if right, that, but like you can still do it even. with, with, uh, with fucking Wheel of Time. Like, yeah, the Eye of the World, pretty straightforward. Everybody's together, but like starting with the second book, things split up so much. And like, frankly, the first book kind of sucks for the first mm. like half to three quarters of it. Not a lot happens, and it's only like later you realize like, oh, this is why those people are important. But like. You're just like, oh, why? Why do I care that the main character just kind of stumbled into the, and met this princess? Cool, whatever. Uh, and then you get to the end, and he like encounters some. Ugh, I don't even know how to describe them, but it it's very good and very well done. I'm I'm very excited about the trailer. I'm very hyped for it. Uh, seeing all the shit, like the the I can't even remember. It's been so long, but like the. Uh, the women in the colors of the tower, uh, wielding the one power, seeing like the when all of the like monsters are attacking two rivers and Lan and uh, 
what's her? Oh my god! See, I'm a terrible fan. I can't even remember the characters' names. It's been so long since I've read the books. I just, uh, I sorry to interject. I just can't All wait good. till to see um, Chud's meltdown <laughs> over like <laughs> wokeness like, and stuff. <laughs> yeah, even though it like the wheel time, like that's like part of the like story is how. Uh, you know, yeah, women like are in women, charge. Yeah. And all the men, like, <laughs> men, when given power, literally go insane and try and murder each other. I just can't wait for all the fucking chud meltdowns. I'm going to watch them on YouTube. And so I I am excited about that. And this is, I'm also kind of curious, like, how they're going to address some of the source material. Because, like, there is a, I, I don't necessarily agree with this read. But you can read the books and be like, holy shit, this is incredibly sexist until Brandon Sanderson takes over 11 books into the 14 book series. Um, I mean, some that's with a lot of things. Um. Yeah, like, I don't agree with that take because they're just upset that, like, you know, the women bicker. But it's also just like, yeah, this is a world where women are in charge. And so instead of having men bicker, he's having women bicker. And it has nothing to do with their gender. It's more just like people in power disagree with how to use that power. Uh, but it is, oh man, great, great, uh, great sets of books. The show, like, I'm kind of shocked that they're doing both a Wheel of Time show and a Lord of the Rings show. Right? And they put Wheel of Time out first. When's it coming out? Is it well, the Lord of the Rings show took forever uh, yeah, this fall. to get going. Right. Like, they've been working on it for yeah. longer. So, like, I would think they would have something to something to put out. But, yeah, no, Wheel of Time. That they're thinking about recasting Gandalf for the... Um... Well, I'm sure they are. They yeah. have to. I mean, he would, yeah, and also, like, isn't it, like, probably fucking get the first age, isn't it in the first age, like, he would be, Gandalf might not look the same, you know what I mean, like, it would be very different. Yeah, when's the, the, I know it's, like, it's ending right around Christmas, but when is it premiering? November. I saw the trailer, it's, it says, it said, wait, for the Lord of the Rings? No, 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 no. Wheel of Time. Debut on Prime Video November 19th, right around Thanksgiving. Good call. Oh, my God. But I, like, in, like, I am very curious because Wheel of Time is a series where characters literally die and are resurrected in different bodies. And so it's like, do you have the same actor with different clothes or prosthetics? Do you just completely recast the role? I I will be curious to see that. Although, like, I will be shocked. I, I have the... A lot of people say the Wheel of Time are great for the first, like, four or five books, and then they're great for the last four books, and in between is a lot of crap. I disagree with that, but, like, it's definitely, there's definitely a lull, so I will be curious what they do in the show, if it makes it that far, to make it more interesting, because there is a lot of shit that happens that ultimately is important and, like, moves the story forward, but is not quite as exciting as the beginning and end of the book. Although, like, I don't know. I still maintain that any book series that culminates in an 800-page battle scene literally taking place across the world is completely worth it. Damn. Oh, it's so good. I, like, I am a huge Wheel of Time fan. It's what got me super into Brandon Sanderson. It's great. And, like, I, I recommend anybody read those. They are, you know, the first book he's getting his his kind of sea leg, so to speak. But, you know, the ending of the first book's great, and then the next few books are also great. It's very good, very well done. But I'm also a fantasy nerd, so take that with what you will. 
I uh, I have to say I like Brian Sanderson probably more than I like Robert Jordan. I had no idea Robert Jordan died so young. Yeah. He was only 58. That's really, really sad. So I'm sorry and I, for your legacy. He knew about it. Um, he, and so he was able to like re- basically take a bunch of notes. And I guess he was going. His plan was to release one more book, which would have been the eleventh book. And Gathering Storm. Yeah, it was all going to be like the. It ended up being I think Gathering Storm, Towers of Midnight or Towers of something, and then Memory of Light. That was all going to be one book. And Brandon Sanderson got in, looked at the notes, and was just like, "Holy shit! I need to release this in three books because there's no way I can do all of this in one." Damn. and again, that's including one book with, I'm not kidding, an 800-page single battle scene. <laughs> and it's like not, it's it's very compelling and like you're not bored being like, oh my god, I get it. They have swords. Like there's a lot of shit going on and it's written and, and paced very well. But uh, to answer your original question, Sud, super hyped about the, uh, about the Wheel of Time series. Rosamund Pike looks great as Moraine, who's like one of the key characters in it. I did say it does look um, a little jarring seeing her do something so uh, fantical. Um, yeah. <laughs> I still think of her as Gone Girl. That or Andor. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or uh, I, I, uh, I Care A Lot. Yeah, like she just does right. these like, serious visceral roles. And to see her as like a medieval or a fantasy like sorceress, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, so I, but like, Matt, I think you're right. People who aren't familiar with the source material are going to be like, this is woke bullshit. And it's going to be like, it's going to be great because just like, holy shit, do you not know the half of it? (laughs) I mean, it is all woke bullshit. It is, but it's like not, it's, it's old. But it's like woke bullshit that he wrote in like 1995. Like, are you really going to say that? (laughs) But yeah, I'm, I'm very hyped for it. Hell yeah, me too. I, I'm a, like I'm I'm a big fantasy kick right now. I am and I think super it's mostly... not hyped for the Lord of the Rings TV show. Uh, I didn't mean to talk over you, Matt. What were you saying? I think it's like you know, like fantasy stuff's always good, but like I feel like it was like pretty ignited hardcore after uh, you know the the greatness that was the Green Knight. Kind of wanted me to, you know, mm. get on some. Fantasy. Oh, you mean for you, or like you mean? Yeah. Because I feel like most people. No, for me, you know. Okay. Yeah. Said so I'm down for it. For sure, man. I, I I don't know why they're making this fucking TV show for the rings. Like, what what do you hope to accomplish? And like, uh, and especially just, when it's like, let's just do deep dives into the Similaron. Like, that people. Sounds terrible. It yeah. it doesn't sound good. Like Stephen Colbert is going to be super into it, and not a lot of other people. Like. I don't. I just don't. I mean, I feel it. like there are some good stories that could be told, but like, I feel like the most of anything that's c- cinema worthy has been told through the you know the trilogy and the the hobbits. So everything else is just you know yeah, it's just lore deep diving. It's supposed to be released September second, twenty twenty two. I wonder so if have, it's you have a year. COVID. Uh fucked up filming i'm sure it did i mean it's fucking up everything you also have the first released scene i want to post it in our chat and uh it looks like a fantasy <coughs> apparently oh, they're also I've, doing a I've wheel of time this, yeah. a wheel of time uh 
movie series about what happened before the books. Fucking why? That seems crazy. So, like, is that what city is that? And there's like a big tree in the background. It looks like. Yeah, I don't know. It seems like it's um. Here, I'm gonna Google it. What, what? River. Uh... Rivendale. No. Rivendale. Yeah. Not at all. No. Why not? Because it's. I just. I just watched the movie. Rivendale looks way different. Why would it be the same as the movie, Matt? Yeah, it's a different age. I'm going Google. All right, do it. It's Valmar, oh, the capital city of Valinor, the ancient home of the elves, also oh known as God. the Undying Lands, which are found I'm across the sea. Oh, so it's on the other side of the sea. That's where they go at the end of the trilogy. Yeah. Wow. That sounds terrible. Sounds like there's going to be a lot of pretty boys. A lot of BCLV boys. I'm into that, so there's something to look forward to. Anything else, Matt? Matt Chan? Um, you know, I was gonna kind of bitch about something for a little bit, and I guess I will. Let me hear it. No, bitch, do it. So, th- this thing has kind of gotten into me a little bit. There's these, Is like... It about Labor Day? No, there's these, like, survival... TV shows, right? Where people go out in the wilderness mm-hmm. and survive, right? And there's these, like, new ones where it's like a game show, right? Where it's like they go out and they compete against other survivors to survive the longest in the inhabitable environment and win a lot of money. Cool. But, like, uh-huh. it pisses me off because, like, every time there's these fucking people, they get it's like they show up to this place where humans don't there's no humans around because like you can't fucking live there, right? It's bullshit. No humans live there for a reason. You're not part of the environment. You drop in and you're like talking all this alpha bullshit. You're going to go kill some squirrels and porcupines and eat them and fucking survive and do all this shit. But it's like, you know, like, fuck you, dude. You show up out of nowhere and kill these goddamn squirrels chilling in their little forest in fucking Patagonia or whatever. It's like... You're not part of that natural environment. There's nothing natural about you being airlifted into. What made you? What made you go off on this? Like, Megan was. Yeah. What, what did you see? Oh, Megan was okay. watching this, was this show called Alive on. Um, Netflix. Alive? I think that's what it's called. It's like surviving the... for a hundred days in in Canada wilderness or Alaska or some bullshit. I can't even remember where, but it just like it made me mad because he's like, this dude drops in and it's like. On his first day, he fucking kills a porcupine and is, like, so hype about it. It's like, you probably still have lunch in your belly from the hotel you stayed in last night. Like, there's <laughs> nothing natural about this. There's no order to it. Show, like, But I don't disagree with anything you're saying. Yeah, it just so. made me so fucking mad. And it's just like, I'm not even the big, you know, big hippie go, go lucky guy. You know, you I, are, I do though. eat meat. I'm not, like, a vegetarian. But, like, I still think it's, like, bullshit. It's like you show up out of nowhere and you you know like these squirrels you're not you know sure they have predators but you're not fucking one of them so like go back to your fucking home in colorado you know you're and drive your atvs around like i don't know you know like these fucking people just got got to me a little bit 
these fucking wilderness did people. Did you uh did you force Megan to stop watching? No, I just I, I just was like You closed the door, walked away. Like I came out here and I just watched this dude kill a squirrel. And I was just like, Why? You didn't have like that squirrel didn't have to die to some fucking human dude. He did for the ratings, dude. That's what you're <laughs> not getting. Fuck, man. Like I can understand if an eagle came down and like grabbed the squirrel and fucking flew off with it. That's fucking primal. But like mm-hmm. Chad from Colorado, you're not fucking primal. Sure. Yeah. Uh, that's my little rant. Anything else like to rant about? You know. Just how we're Nope. Nope, not gonna go not gonna do it. Do it, do it, do it, coward. Nope. We're just going around in circles, man. We'll be dealing with Circling COVID the for the rest of our days. Okay. Fair enough. You can cut it before that. I haven't gone yet. <laughs> Behind the scenes. You can cut my shit before that. <laughs> I'm not going to. <laughs> Well, we give it to the people raw and unfiltered. Oh, well, I'm done with it. What, what do you got with it, son? <laughs> uh, not a whole lot. Um, I went to the San Juans, though, which are... Where's that? Incredible. Exactly? It is a set of islands to the north of Seattle. Okay. Um, close to Canada. To so Canada it has a very south of the border name, but it's very north of the border. Well, a lot of the Pacific Northwest was explored by Spanish. Right. I mean, uh, it all was. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, pretty much everything that's, like, Seattle and inland of the Sound is named after British explorers, and then everything outside is named after Spanish explorers. Mm. So, you have the Strait Juan de Fuca, you have Fidalgo, Hidalgo, and the San Juan Islands. And the San Juan Islands, honestly, like, it felt like uh, a place I went to in Peru called Paracas which was a beautiful, like, Galapagos-esque set of island chains, and there was so much wildlife. Like, we saw probably, like, 20-plus orcas. Wow. Um, we, we, we went on a whale tour. We went to see the sunset uh, at a state park, and then J-Pod, which is a critically endangered group of orcas, um, like, they're genetically extinct, uh, distinct excuse me, from other orca species around the world. Um, they swam by. Uh, like their whole family. So there's like 20 of them together. Um, and it was just like, it was just such a magical, just a magical vacation. So we spent four days there. We had this awesome uh, cabin like in uh, on Orcas Island. Uh, it's like, there's like four main islands, I think, or four or three. And then there are hundreds of small islands and like a lot of them are protected. And But the, the way that I think it works is that because of the warm currents um, that flow through it never gets too cold like the median temperature even that far north is like 48 so they don't get a lot of snow or anything like that so there's always or at least there used to be before ocean acidification and climate change a lot of like fish um there's like harbor seals bald eagles gray whales uh humpback whales killer whales obviously which are that's what they're really known for the san juans and he had a magical time but obviously that meant that I didn't really get to do a whole lot besides watch stuff with Emily. Um, so we already talked about what we do in the shadows. That show's great. Um, but but when I got back and I had an opportunity, and I just figured I'd just talk about this before we and and the show, is 
I watched Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings. Is it and The Legend? I'm not sure. Do you guys know what it is? Is it Yeah, I think and so. The Ten Rings? Yeah. Yeah, and The Legend of the Ten Rings. That movie's fucking rad. And I don't even like like Marvel movies. I typically find most Marvel movies turn into uh, a CGI shit fest at the end of every single one. Um, but like this movie is like a big budget martial arts film. There's a ton of practical effects for like ninety oh, percent cool. of the movie, and the last like ten percent does heard... evolve into a CGI shit fest. But it is really cool. I heard it has some good. Um like uh prolonged kung fu sequences it's awesome like if you like the raid yeah it's not obviously as violent as the raid but like some really awesome tracking shots yeah oh so Um, it's not like kung fu where there's a cut every five seconds no it's more like a martial arts film than a marvel film yeah from what i gather i haven't seen it though. the, the majority of the movie is a martial arts film and it's like it, it, it starts off a little silly. It starts off with the fable, which is like the legend of the Ten Rings. Um, oh, yeah. But they keep going back to it. So it doesn't seem like that weird, awkward feeling where it's like, okay, you have this legend and it turns out the legend's real, but you never go back to like the relationship there. They actually continue going back to the legend and how Shang-Chi, uh, Sean is his Americanized name, um, relates to like the overall legend. The, the poster does a terrible job of showing what the movie's like. Um, the movie is more like, I think, the scene they have in the trailer where uh, the actor, is his name Shen Liu? Simo uh, Liu. T- Shin, what is it? Simo Liu? Simo Liu? Yeah, Simo Liu. I don't think you pronounce the I in the Simo Liu. Yeah, okay. I think so. I could be wrong. I don't know. I have a coworker whose last name is Lou, L-U, so I, I always assume that I pronounce everything, but maybe I'm wrong. I could also uh, be wrong. Um, but anyway, like, it, it is more like an act, like a, like a martial arts film. Uh, it's really funny, like Aquafina as oh, is, yeah. is a really great I'd like, addition. I love Aquafina. No, she's hilarious. Like, it, it is really enjoyable, and it reminds me... It's more like the Captain America movies. Like, I really like Civil War, and... Um, the Winter Soldier, like the Winter Soldier is probably my favorite Marvel movie where it's, I mean, it's obviously still really big stakes, but it's just filmed in a really coherent way. Um, and the action's really good. And it's like more of a spy thriller and there's more like emotional stakes to it. Or like, there's actually like, what are you going to say to Thanos? Exactly. You know, it's just like, okay, you're, you're going to remove half the universe and then like watches the carrying capacity of the universe, like spirals out of control. You solve nothing. You fucking crazy person, like, and and I, I you know I don't really like the Avengers movies. I didn't. I thought Endgame was pretty bad, um, but I like movies like Black Panther. I like Captain America, and it's hard to see this movie and like um, Shang Chi. Like, if he's not the new Captain America, not like the character, but in terms of like popularity or like kids like wanting to dress up like Shang Chi, like this Halloween. I'm going to be fucking blown away because, like, it is such a movie star performance. Like, Oh, nice. It, like, so Shima Lu, uh, or, or however you pronounce his name, I apologize. Not that he's ever going to listen to this, but um, holy cow. Like, like, to watch a movie where you're like, this dude's a fucking movie star is awesome. Um, to see it, like, to see, honestly, what feels like 
a update of something like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, at least in the beginning, and then it like moves to a more modern martial arts film. And then to the end, like I mentioned, it's more of a CGI thing. At least the CGI has like really cool plays on like Chinese myths. So you see a bunch of like Chinese uh, like Chinese archetypes that you've heard about, or maybe read about, maybe seen in a video game, but actually brought to life on screen through CGI, something I really enjoy. It's sort of why I give like movies like King Kong uh, versus Godzilla a pass because I think like that CGI is really cool if you're doing something really unique with it. Like I think King Ghidorah as CGI is neat to look at because you can't do it any other way, right? right? So they do something really similar with with Shang Chi. I I really like this movie. It it's definitely like the top like five Marvel movies. So well, because uh, I. I Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say that my frustration with Marvel movies isn't that they're necessarily bad movies. It's just they're all, like, seemingly formulaic. Like, there's a big bad. The stakes are so ridiculous that, like, eventually it's just like, okay, it's a monster of the week that's going to destroy everything. Cool. How are you going to do it this time? Quippy line. Some MacGuffin that saves the world. But, like, the reason, and I agree with you, like, Winter Soldier is a great movie because it's basically a spy thriller. And they're actually, you know, there are real emotional stakes because it's like, oh, every, you know, my best friend who I didn't realize is alive is now alive, but also he might be brainwashed and I got to get to him before the government gets to him. And like, I don't know who to trust. Like, that's a much more interesting story than say, like, I don't know, Iron Man two and three, where it's like, oh, yeah, there's another big fucking mech guy out there. And oh, this is a problem. What are we going to do? Uh so like it's it's at least hard like I might actually go see uh, Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings if it's a truly a martial arts film because that's great and at least if you know I can deal with ten minutes of bullshit CGI if it's not just done in service of oh man this is yet another world ending threat oh god because it's like at some point like I'm I'm just burnt out on it like the Avengers are dumb because it's the same thing whether it's Loki or what was it, Ultron or Thanos, cool. It's just, you know, the only function of this movie is to bring all these characters together to satisfy, bar, you know, whatever the comic book equivalent of bar bets of who would win mm-hmm. in a fight. And so, like, that's my, always been my uh, issue with Marvel. But, it, you know, maybe they're actually learning from it and progressing it forward. I don't because think so. Like, you don't? those movies made so much money. Like, you can't say that they needed to learn anything from them. I'm just saying, like, I mean, I totally take your point. I, I'm not particularly, I don't know. I would be surprised if, like, the formula changed because the formulas work so well for them. You know? Yeah, and, like, this is the monoculture, right? Like, regardless of what, like, I love Green Knight, and I want more movies like that to be made where it's just, right. like, let's just try some stuff, something that's, you know, not only a different story, but, like, we're going to be more deliberate with it. We'll try some different shit. But, like, I also accept the fact that these movies just print fucking money all over the world so like they're still gonna be here whether i prefer them or not so it's just and i'm frankly probably going to see most of them even the ones i don't particularly care for because Mm -hmm. i'm a sucker and it's like it's the monoculture i might as well stay involved with it or else feel more even more detached and isolated than we do already in the time of covid but like this is at least heartening that they're like trying new shit and not completely reverting to like the formulaic crap Right. I have to say, like, after watching this, it is, I don't remember how many, like, are there a ton of good San Francisco movies? Because this is definitely on the list. Venom takes Venom. place in San Francisco? Fucking kill. <laughs> I, I guess. I, 
Uh, I, I don't disagree with you. It's just like, I don't think of the town of San Francisco at all when I watch Venom. I think of Tam- Tom Hardy with a terrible accent overacting. Uh, was, weren't some of the Transformers in San Francisco? <sighs> Maybe. Those movies are fucking dog. Oh, Ant-Man, also in San Francisco. Yeah, Ant-Man takes place Is it really? Yeah. No, I, don't, I don't think I've ever seen... I have not seen Ant-Man. Or Ant-Man and the Wasp. In fact, I don't see most of the Marvel movies, but I highly recommend this one. I have to say, this one makes me morally want to go to San Francisco. Like, it is so much about the Asian diaspora in San Francisco. I love, as someone who works in the tech industry, like, all the jokes they make about the tech industry, or, like, tech bros in uh, San Francisco. There's a really great piece for someone. Well, like, someone is, uh, like, live-streaming Shang-Chi in a fight, like, on his Twitch channel. And it's just like, of this course. is so, it's so SF. Like, it, it could have been in Seattle, but like, it's so SF. It's awesome. Um, and then, yeah, like, I there's a really great scene change to Macau. I, and like, the way they film Macau, it's just like, wow, I actually really want to go to Macau now. Even if I don't necessarily, I mean, I'd love to go to China generally, uh, despite our political differences. Oh, um, dude, Macau would be great to go. You gamble in games you don't even understand. They got some yeah. Get, like Macau seems legit. Like it seems like Vegas, like a- like amped up to 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 eleven. Um, and that movie's awesome. I I I really think like anyone who likes like summer movies, it's like such a good summer movie. It's awesome. Does yeah. it depend um, like, on having a bunch of knowledge about the other Marvel ones, or do they actually just like? All right, I mean, well, you're talking to in. someone who barely pay- like. I haven't seen any of the Spider Man movies, so and I'm you're able fine. to follow it. Oh yeah, it's easy. It's, it, it is like you're. It's like setting up like another Captain America. Like, and it's such a star performance. He's so good in this movie. Simo uh, Liu, sorry, Simo Liu. Uh, uh, if you but, could uh, be right. I do not know. I just. Shit. I, don't, I don't know. This might get me out to the movie theater. It's a great one to watch the movies. I uh, the movie I've been waiting. Sure. I was gonna go, you know break the ice with Dune. Uh, next month. Oh, but, I can't wait for Dune. That's gonna be so good. Um, but yeah, I might, I might sneak out to try to see this one. It has uh, Tony uh, Liung Chuai, who you probably know of as one of the main antagonists in he- the excellent movie Hero. Uh, okay. he oh, yeah. Spy. Speaking of good uh, kung fu, mo- or yeah, kung fu movies, he is spectacular in this movie too. He's the main bad guy. He's also in Red Cliff Parts 1 and 2 as Zhu Yu. Um, so, if you're familiar with those movies. But, uh, yeah. Hi- highly, highly recommend it. But any, any more for any more? We good? Well, uh, you know, Shana Tova. Happy Rosh Hashanah, my dudes. No, okay. nice. Uh, nice. This might be the... Take it yeah, it's, it's sundown, right? Yeah, uh, happy Rosh Hashanah. Happy Rosh Hashanah to the rest of the... Uh, what, what's a group called? Is it a congregation? It's Jews? A congregation. It... No, but what do they call it in like uh, in the synagogue? Oh, uh, like the people of the temple? Like Yeah. I think con- I yeah, it's congregation works. Congregation. My favorite pronunciation of synagogue is Mr. Burns going, or synagogue. And he's like so upset about it. But um, what's your favorite... What? what, what What's your favorite Jewish holiday, Matt? You're Jewish of a sort. Um, I don't know, but I always remember being like, um, I you know, I have a little bit of Jewish uh, heritage in me, but I was uh, raised in a 
a Christian household and had to partake in, you know, Christian everything for most of my life. And I do remember being a little shit in Sunday school one time and being like, you know, if the main differences between um, Judaism and Christianity ends with, you know, like the New Testament and Old Testament, why do Christians ignore all the Jewish holidays? They seem pretty all right. And like, well, you know, like it is kind of like, you know, it doesn't seem like we should be ignoring, you know, their, their story as well. And uh, no one really liked that. <laughs> what happened? They don't have answers for anything, dude. Well, like, did you go to, like, time out or some shit? No, they just, they're just like, that's nice, and move on, you know what I mean? Like, I just remember, mm, you, know, nice. like, you know, like, oh, why can't a, a Christian guy? Is that when God died for you? <laughs> I don't know. Can't, can't pinpoint the exact point in time. The correct answer is Purim, a holiday about getting so drunk you can't tell the difference between Blessed Be Mordecai and Cursed Be Haman. Which is a story between Blessed Be Haman and Blessed Be Mordecai. Yeah, you were supposed to get so drunk. Yeah, you start saying Blessed Be Haman, Cursed Be Mordecai because it's about forgiveness and it's also about pimping your cousin Esther out to the uh, king so the Jews don't get genocided. Well, is uh... turns out they did. Yeah, turns <laughs> yeah. out Esther was a babe. Happens a few times in history. <laughs> <laughs>